Today is November 29th and marks the first Sunday in Advent. Today's service was a service of wholeness. We welcomed testimony from John Pickens, Barbara Denley, and Elise Haynes. In between the scripture and testimony, you will hear musical reflections from the hymn, For You, My God, I Wait. You may recognize this hymn from the sermon series, From Lament into Hope, that we did in September. Good morning. First, I remember that these services of wholeness used to be quaint little gatherings on Sunday afternoon in the chapel. Do any of you remember the chapel? So now I'm very happy that this service will reach the whole in-person and virtual church. Our text today is from the Hebrew Bible, Job 7, 11 through 21. Therefore, I will not restrain my mouth. I will speak in the anguish of my spirit I will complain in the bitterness of my soul. I am, the, am I the sea or the dragon that you set a guard over? When I say my bed will comfort me, my couch will ease my complaint, then you scare me with dreams and terrify me with visions, so that I would choose strangling and death rather than this body. I loathe my life. I would not live forever. Let me alone, for my days are a breath. What are human beings that you make so much of them, that you set your mind on them, visit them every morning, test them every moment? Will you not look away from me for a while? Let me alone until I swallow my spittle. If I sin, what do I do to you, you watcher of humanity? Why have you made me your target? Why have I become a burden to you? <clears throat> Why do you not pardon my transgression and take away my iniquity? For now I shall lie in the earth. You will seek me, but I shall not be. Earlier in this chapter, Job relates that my flesh is caked with worms and dust. My skin is crushed and breaks out afresh. I can't recall a horror movie scene that can compete with that image of suffering. Can't you just hear Chris Christopherson singing, Why me, Lord? This is a service of wholeness, but the picture of Job from this passage is just the opposite. It is hellish. The country and the world has suffered a plague that is similar to Job's situation. Too many have suffered unnecessary deaths, prolonged pain, and very slow recoveries from COVID-19, and too many have lost jobs and homes. Job calls out, let me alone, for my days are a breath. Many who have COVID experience severe respiratory disease, and even now are wishing for a breath. The elderly and infirm have uh, borne most of the ill effects of this illness, and even those who have remained healthy have had to deal with separation from society. But even in our current situation, we must remember that a whole person, one that is at peace with God and self, will still experience death, pain, struggles, and broken relationships. I know that most of you are tired of hearing about the pandemic and don't want to dwell on it any longer, but I must admit that COVID has not affected me severely or personally. But over time, I've experienced loss, I've had broken family relationships, and as a physician, I've seen suffering that lingered, physical pain, depression, anxiety, and loneliness that defied treatment. But I also saw extremes of pain that ended well with the birth of a new child. And I have had broken family relationships that are healing. 
And while I don't get to actively participate in births these days, I do have a wonderful new grandson who was born in the middle of all this. And I have a strong new loving relationship that blossomed from an old friendship and has deepened as we spent our time together in our pandemic bubble. Paul wrote in 1 Thessalonians, Rejoice always and pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ for you. As Diana Butler Bass stressed in one of her recent devotional emails, we must interpret this verse very carefully and not give thanks for all things. We are not expected to be thankful for evil, injustice, violence, oppression, and suffering but that instead we need to give thanks in all situations, even as we struggle. The importance of wholeness is not that you have accomplished all your dreams, goals, and aspirations, but rather that wholeness is realizing that you're still alive, that you're not finished yet, and that you still have a purpose in this life. So on this Sunday after Thanksgiving, we offer thanks for what we do have, family, friends, and health, I hope. And over the next six, 12, six to 12 months, please do what you got to do to stay healthy and whole. into the hill. From where will my help come? My help comes from the Lord who has made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He that keepeth you will not slumber. He who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is the shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your coming out and going in from this time on and forevermore. In 2004, uh, the day after Ash Wednesday, March 4th, my husband went into the hospital with a mysterious disease. The Monday following that, he was put in intensive care. When he went into intensive care, I would go visit him every day, all the times I was allowed to. And I would recite this psalm to him. I will look to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, who is made heaven and earth. He is your keeper. He will keep you from evil. And I know it gave us both solid. 
silence. About two and a half weeks after he was first admitted into the hospital, they finally decided he had a very rare form of leukemia. At the time, I didn't know that it was also very deadly and very quick, which it turned out to be. But I would recite this psalm to him, and Jimmy would hear it, and I knew that the Lord was there with us. On Monday, Thursday, Jimmy took a turn for the worse, and his fever rose, and there was... They were very concerned about whether he would live or not. They tried a new treatment on Good Friday, and I remember coming to church and really be glad because it looked like Jimmy might turn the corner. But on Saturday morning early, we got the dreaded call that Jimmy wasn't going to make it. So with my son and daughter and their spouses and my granddaughter, we went to the hospital and Steve Montgomery was with us. And we read scripture and we prayed and Jimmy went into God's arm. I will look to the hills from whence my help cometh, the Lord's thy keeper. These words have been with me ever since. But in 2004, for those seven and a half weeks of Lent, I gave up my husband for Lent. Testament reading comes from Luke 17, verses 11 through 19. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered the village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go, and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, were not 10 made clean, but the other nine? Where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God 
except the foreigner? Then he said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. As mentioned earlier, today is World AIDS Sunday. In recognition of World AIDS Day, which is this Tuesday, December 1st. Founded in 1988, this is a day for all to unite in the fight to end the HIV epidemic, support those living with HIV, and honor those who have lost their lives to HIV and AIDS. I was asked to share with you today because of my work as a mental health counselor with individuals here in the Memphis community who have been impacted by HIV. For the last year and a half, I have been privileged to work with the adults, children, and families who receive services from Hope House. Hope House is located just one block east of us, that is the donut side, on South Idlewild. Our mission at Hope House is to improve the quality of life for individuals and families affected by HIV. In collaboration with other organizations in the Memphis area, as well as with the clients and families we serve, we hope to be a catalyst for lifelong change for those impacted by HIV. Currently, there are over 6,000 people in Shelby County who have been diagnosed and are living with HIV. However, there are many who are living with HIV and do not know it and need testing. HIV can affect anyone, regardless of sexual orientation, race, ethnicity, gender, age, or where they live. However, some racial ethnic minority groups are more affected than others. This is because some population groups have higher rates of HIV in their communities, thus raising the risk of new infections. Additionally, a range of social, economic, and demographic factors, such as stigma, discrimination, income, education, and geographic region, affect people's risk for HIV. Unfortunately, HIV-related stigma is very common worldwide. People infected with HIV often experience systemic discrimination and ostracism within their communities. Perhaps this is similar to the stigma and discrimination experienced by those individuals Jesus encountered on the road to Jerusalem. What we know from stories throughout the New Testament, Jesus interacted with the poor and outcast. Whether he was healing lepers, eating with tax collectors, or speaking to Samaritans, Jesus constantly demonstrated care for those the world had rejected. What I love in this passage in Luke is that Jesus did not fear those ten persons infected with leprosy. Jesus was able to look beyond a label or a diagnosis 
and was, without hesitation, able to see each person as a precious child of God. Why can't we be more like Jesus? Why can't we look beyond the labels, the categories, the diagnoses, the identifiers? The theme for this year's World AIDS Day is ending the HIV AIDS epidemic, resilience and impact. As this theme reminds us, the HIV community has always been resilient, overcoming obstacles and challenges, and constantly adapting approaches for life-saving impact. I would argue that such resilience and strength is not unique to the HIV community. Our community here at Idlewild has always been resilient, overcome obstacles and challenges, and adapted our approaches. My clients at Hope House, who like the Samaritan with leprosy, who knelt at Jesus' feet, have shown me their resilience and taught me that anything is possible and there is always hope. Yes, even in the midst of a pandemic, great loss, grief, change, and the unknown, there is always hope. Today is the first Sunday of Advent. Perhaps it can also be the advent of a new season of resilience, healing, hope. Mm -hmm. 